It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook where we post all of our episodes. Subscribe to the show. Leave a review. Let us know why you like Locked On Packers. The podcast for Packers fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that at 920-341-3775. We were supposed to have the Athletics Ben Fennel on the show today. Ben is under the weather. And unfortunately, it is that time of year. It is cold. Basically everywhere north of the Mason-Dixon line right now. Uh, really cold. Some of those places, it's going to get a lot colder in those places as well. So we understand not everyone uh, is going to be healthy all the time. Add Ben to the injury report. He's one of the 18 guys on the Packers injury report. And that's where we're going to start today. We're going to get to some of your questions a little bit later. Um, and one of the reasons why I, I wanted to, to get a chance to do that is because uh, we're not going to do that on Friday when we do the injury stuff. I just I want to be sensitive to your time and give you an opportunity to to enjoy your holiday because uh, one of the things that is always frustrating for me when I go on vacation is coming back and having a bunch of podcasts that I want to listen to. And, and it's not a problem to have good content. Hopefully that's what I'm giving you. But it is a problem trying to fit all that stuff into your schedule when you have actual stuff to do. And what you really want to do is listen to that podcast. So I want to be respectful of everyone's time and, and make that a you know a 10, 15 minute type show on Friday. Everyone is still going to be in a, in a residual food coma from Thursday. Hopefully you get some pecan and some pumpkin pie, maybe a little apple if that's what you're into. Maybe you go off the beaten path. You make a a chocolate kind of pie situation. Let me know. Hit up the Locked On Packers fan hotline. Let me know your favorite Thanksgiving treat. And if your family does something a little bit different, I want to hear about that as well. But let's start with the news that we got on Monday, and that is Jimmy Graham expects to try and play with the broken thumb. And part of the problem for him on Thursday was the swelling was such that he couldn't get the, the finger back in a glove, you, you, you could play with a fingerless glove. That's something that, that guys who have had injuries, uh, especially finger injuries, will do. The finger is swollen. It's misshapen. It's 
it's some sort of weird. Uh, and so they cut off the finger of the glove. That's something that Jimmy Graham could do. He'd get a little lidocaine shot and you you tape it and you go. You put a splint on it, whatever you need to do, and you go. And maybe you get some triple X. I mean, guy's got a huge hand, so I can't imagine he can he can size up in the gloves. But one of the other things that's interesting here, so so Jimmy Graham is going to try and play it, and that is useful for Green Bay as they go into these important stretches of games for them. And you know, we talked about it on the show, and and I wrote about it for Acme Packing Company, uh, how you know basically this season comes down to two games, and and the season is all still out there in front of the Green Bay Packers. But this tight end group, which we got into yesterday, was was um, a big focus of what they did against Seattle. It's been a big focus of what they wanted to do all year. And Robert Tunyon, who I have taken to calling Big Bob, and that has caught on. And I I, I will not demand credit for it, but I, I will just point out where the genesis of that came from on Packers Twitter. Uh, that's just... That's just all I'm going to say. Uh, it's not even my thing. It's a solid verbal thing that I just stole and started using and insisted in the Acme Packing Company Slack that that is how he be referred to, and it caught on. So anyway, uh, I, I got a couple messages on the Lockdown Packers fan hotline, some tweets about, you know, what is the what who is Big Bob Tanyan? And that is just how we are going to exclusively refer to him. Uh, and he was actually a receiver at Indiana State, and a really good one. And he's a big body, 6'5", 237, uh, bulked up. He actually and started his career as a quarterback, moved to receiver, and just he, he set records. No one could cover him because if you're 6'5 and 240, no one's going to be able to cover you. In college, you're, you're basically playing tight end, but you're officially a receiver. Now he comes into the league and becomes a tight end. Officially an undrafted free agent with Detroit in 2017 and uh, obviously did not make that team and became a part of the Packers organization last season. I I would like to see him get some rotations in and, and his athletic skill. I mean, we saw it in the preseason. He has some talent and that's something that I really think, I mean, we saw on Monday night. You look at Chiefs-Rams and... I mean, Doug Farrar tweeted out a meme, a Michael Scott office meme about how frustrated Aaron Rodgers must be watching this game because Green Bay has offensive weapons. I mean, a team with Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones, even a hobbled Aaron Rodgers, and a solid offensive line should not be in the teens in scoring offense. They should not be struggling to get to 30 points. They should be able to make offense look easier than their offense looks. And I think a matchup tight end like Big Bob Tanyan could be a factor for this team. And we and I don't, you know, his blocking is going to take some time, but he's a big body. If he shows a willingness, you know, Mercedes Lewis is not going to be around forever. And Lance Kendrick's contract is is up at the end of this season. So Tanyan could be auditioning for a spot on this team moving forward. And and that is an important part of this season that for whatever their playoff hopes are going to be, and we're going to learn a lot on Sunday about what they're going to be, because if they don't win, their playoff hopes are all but dashed. 
But Aaron Rodgers has has voiced his frustration with this offensive scheme. Ian Rappaport mentioned it in a report on NFL Network the other day, again, that, that Rodgers has, has been annoyed with the creativity of the offense, the play calling, despite the fact that he has input on this offense. And what's interesting is a lot of the issues that Green Bay has, it's just they have a Goldilocks problem. On third and two, you don't need to be running scissors combination routes and deep posts and and running switch verticals and trying to get these big shots down the field. Get a first down. And I, I think that's part of the problem in the red zone. They've not been able to get to plays that give them good matchups and easy routes to success. But you look at the plays that they do hit, they get the big play down the field to Devontae Adams, the big play to Robert Tunyon, the the other big play to Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers leads the league in yards per attempt on third down, but they're, they're a middling team in completion percentage because they're trying to hit these big plays. And so what they're getting into downs and distances that are helpful for them. Third and two, third and three, third and four. Well, how about every once in a while hand the ball to Aaron Jones? Green Bay seven of nine on third and four or fewer running the ball this season. They just haven't done it enough. And the finding that balance, throwing too often on first down. That is, it's the it's the reverse problem most teams have. Most teams are too predictable on first down. You run the ball on first down and then throw the ball on second and third. Well, Green Bay throws the ball too often on first down, then comes back with second down runs, and now it's third and eight. Or it's even if it's a, a solid run, four yards, it's third and six. It, it just, you need to find better balance, less predictability, and more efficiency. And, and Justice Mosqueda wrote about this before the season. Aaron Rodgers used to be the most efficient quarterback just about anywhere on the field. And then over the last three seasons, he has really excelled by becoming just a demigod in the red zone. And he's a higher variance player outside of the red zone. Well, this season, they haven't been able to do anything in the red zone. So if he's going to be a higher variance quarterback and, and Justice is uh, theory was that it had had a lot to do with skill talent. That when he was crushing everybody, it's because he had Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, Jermichael Finley, all these really talented players. And this skill group right now, although it's talented, is not experienced and and just not as effective. Mike McCarthy admitted as much that once there, we got some tape out there on Marquez Valdez-Scantling and EQ, they saw a little bit more press coverage, a little bit more physical knocking them off their routes, and that has worked. So that has mitigated the the impact of the Rodgers' efficiency. His inability to move around has contributed to that. But the point of bringing up the Chiefs and the Rams is to say other coaches have found ways to get these plays to work and get these teams to work, even with some, you know, deficiencies elsewhere. Green Bay should be able to have this working and someone like Jimmy Graham should be a part of that. Someone like Robert Tanyan who can catch the ball and be a threat as a receiver. I mean, the Rams get all of their tight ends involved. A team like the Eagles gets multiple tight ends involved in creative ways. 
Why can't Green Bay do that? And that's a question that that I think we've been asking all season. And it's a question that we just frankly haven't gotten a good answer to. And it's the central problem with the Mike McCarthy era as we currently stand. And speaking of problems, when it gets cold, one of the problems that I know I encounter is finding clothes that are the right balance to keep me warm without having to pile on layers and layers and layers. And that's where one of today's sponsors comes in, Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery-heated clothing. Heat on demand at the touch of a button and control your environment with Action Heat. Perfect for any friend or family on your holiday gift list. Great for anyone who works outdoors, skiers or snowboarders, anybody that loves the outdoors or just hates being cold. Do you work in an office that keeps the the temperature of the office somewhere above frozen tundra levels, but only just barely? Well, Action Heat is your best option. They have jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and even undergarments like heated base layer shirts and long johns so you can stay warm and cozy from head to toe with action heat. Have a friend or are you going to Lambeau Field for one of these games as the weather turns? Action heat should be your go-to place for clothes that keep you warm at Lambeau. Make winter activities more enjoyable with a blast of warmth. Action Heat is the perfect solution to keep you toasty and warm, even in the most frigid weather. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Save 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the coupon code locked on at checkout to save 20%. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's Killer Bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed-coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason. It tastes so stinking good. Dave's Killer Bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-GMO ingredients and is power packed with whole grains, fiber, and protein. Visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for Dave's Killer Bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store. All right, let's get to some of your questions. Hello, Peter. What's happening? This one was on Twitter. PB, any thoughts on Burks? I assume Warren Burks. There's been a number of games he's seeing snaps, then the next game, zero snaps. Thanks, Paul from South Carolina. So one of the things that Burks has struggled with is he's just not playing quickly. And he's a really smart player. He's a really versatile athletic player. But right now, the game is just moving too fast for him mentally. And he's he's slow to diagnose, he's slow to react. And part of that is he's he's still relatively new to the linebacker position in general. And so that has to be taken into account here as well. He's been really good on special teams, given really good effort, been great on kick coverage. And, you know, you like to see that as a player who's not getting snaps on the field. Part of the reason as well is 
Mike Patton really likes these light packages where you have three safeties, where you have the nickel corner and three safeties, and that's basically accounting for that extra linebacker. He's been he's been playing some five-man lines where you have three defensive linemen, two stand-up linebackers, and then basically playing two more regular linebackers. So that's that's technically a traditional 3-4, but he's been bringing all five. And then it could just be Blake Martinez and Josh Jones, Jones playing linebacker, or it could be Raven Green, it could be Ibrahim Campbell. He's shown some different variations of that look, and it is it has been effective at times. We basically haven't seen Burks on the field much outside of one series against New England, and he got torched. So I think I think you're going to have to be patient with Burks. Uh, not every rookie is going to play like Jair Alexander right out of the gate. Marquez Valdez Scantling has been, you know, good basically from the word go. Just getting those two guys in a draft class would be a great draft class. Josh Jackson is going to take some time to adjust to playing man coverage and all the things that he's going to have to do. It's going to take Oren Burks a little bit of time. Equinemia St. Brown still figuring it out. Jamon Moore. We haven't even seen Cole Madison. And I, I get a question about that about once every two or three days. No updates on Cole Madison, though. It does sound like he expects to play next season. Early reports from camp there were, were they really liked him. They really liked the work that he was doing. They were really high on him. And he could be a potential solution at right guard given what Green Bay has there right now. No pun intended. So I, I just be patient there. Next question. Peter, this is Andy from Green Bay. In the past years, we've always heard MM preaching tempo with our offense. This season, we snapped 90%, 95% of our plays with under five seconds left on the play clock. Based on what you know here, was this a calculated schematic change? It's obviously costing us a timeout or two a game. What's going on there? The thing about the tempo is you you push tempo when you get first downs. So you have to do that. And Green Bay has, has been inconsistent with that at times this season. But the other thing is you have to trust that everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone's got to be pulling on the rope. And so if you don't have your receivers who always know where they're going and what they're doing, that complicates things. If you have a quarterback that you don't want running up and down the field, maybe you're not going to push the tempo. And if you're a team that likes to run the ball, maybe you're not going to push the tempo. I would like to see them push it a little bit more, play a little bit more fast paced. We've seen them have success that this season when they're trying to come back in games with that up-tempo offense. And it also means Rodgers is calling the plays. That seems to be a better option than Mike McCarthy calling the plays right now. So I expect to see more of that because they're going to get into desperation mode pretty quick here. And that's their that's their last, you know, that's their last hole card to play here. And you'd expect that Aaron Rodgers is is getting pretty close to healthy. We saw him on Thursday. It's clearly the healthiest he's looked. But still, taking some sacks and holding the ball a little bit too much. You'd like to see him get the ball out quicker. And part of that is play call. Get the ball out. You get the ball out and pick up five yards. You can get up to the line of scrimmage, especially if you're playing with you know three receivers and a tight end and a back. You can go fast and do different kinds of things. If you're playing with two tight ends, you're doing things a little bit differently. That's more about matchups and maybe you just... 
you pick your matchups based on play call and formation rather than tempo. If they had five receivers they trusted, you'd play more tempo. If Allison and Randall Cobb were in, you'd play more tempo. Even even with the Bears in that first game where Rodgers was hurt, they played with tempo. With the Vikings, they played with some tempo. When you don't have receivers you trust, it's much harder to do that. All right, I got this voicemail from our pal Tim from Milwaukee. Tim from Milwaukee calling, checking in. It's been a while. I guess I don't really have a question per se. More just venting after a frustrating loss in Seattle. Uh, Wow, Kyler Fackrell, what can you say? (laughs) Unbelievable. But uh, clearly, you know, injuries are not helping. But uh, there were a lot of little things that could have went the other way for the Packers and might have changed the outcome of the game. Um, All in all, though, not being able to get the offense back on the field. um, Really, again, poor use of timeouts. Lots of things that were just just not right. Things looking bad in the secondary. Um, Doug Baldwin just lit us up. It was just, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's one of those things where <laughs> you lost, but there were a lot of positives, too. There, there, there were some positive takeaways from this game, um, but just, un, just unable to close out in the second half. Um, and I don't know. I guess my only question is, Peter, uh, does this team – legitimately have a chance to beat Minnesota. Um, I mean, obviously, any given Sunday, any team's got a chance. We basically beat them the last time we played them. But given this point of the season, uh, the injuries that we have, um, the inconsistencies um, pretty much on all sides of the ball, I guess my question is, you know, forget the playoffs at this point. Can can we beat Minnesota next week? I'll I'll, uh, (laughs) be interested to hear your thoughts. Thanks, Peter. The answer is yes. Of course. Of course they can. I mean, to, to paraphrase Aaron Rodgers, I mean, what, what do you want me to say? I don't even know how to answer that question. Of course there's hope. Of course they can win. Of course they can beat Minnesota. Did anything you saw Sunday night with the Vikings scream, this is a great team? I know they lost to the Lions on the road. I know they lost to Washington on the road. But if you look at their losses this season, and I was just having this discussion with, in fact, with Justice Muscata, who I referenced earlier, that there are a lot of numbers, a lot of metrics that suggest Green Bay is is much better than a 4-5-1 team. And you look at, okay, the Rams, the fumble. That plays a critical role. You lose the game. Mason Crosby loses his mind. You lose a game. A horrible call on Clay Matthews. You end up with a tie. Well, that's three outcomes that could have potentially been different had just really wonky stuff not happened. So, you know, they could be seven and three. They could be in the driver's seat, but they're not. And we, we've seen the talent. We've seen it in flashes. And this is why I keep, I keep saying, you know, if this team can put it together, they can be really good. And that, and, and, It would be easy to say, well, that's true for every team. No, it's not. If the Lions put it together, what is the roadmap to them being a good team? If the Jets put it together, what is the roadmap to them being a good team? There are so many teams that even their best is just okay, or it's just fine, or it's just good. 
Green Bay's best, especially a little bit healthier on defense than they are currently. Like if Kevin King is playing, Bashad Breland, those guys. Green Bay's best is still really good. And we saw it in LA and, and we saw on Monday what LA is capable of doing. They didn't do that to Green Bay. They didn't hang 50 on Green Bay. Now, Green Bay also didn't score 50, but the point here is they showed that they can stick with either the best or the second best team in the NFC on the road. If they can play, and they played 58 minutes of that game really well, and then they have the fumble and they fall apart a little bit, they've played near games. You know, they they played 55 minutes against Minnesota. And really, I mean, again, I, I hate to go back to this for the millionth time, but they should have won that game by a score. If, if they don't get robbed on the Clay Matthews play, they win that game by a score, by eight points instead of a tie. It takes some weird confluence of factors and, you know, two potential game-sealing interceptions that aren't game-sealing, one that doesn't even count at all, and, and that's just a wonky outcome. If this team plays a 60-minute game, they can beat anybody. And they, they don't need 60 minutes against everybody, but they're going to need, you know, 56 to 58 minutes at least this week to beat Minnesota. But they can do that. We've seen them do that. And Minnesota is, is not a special team. Coming into the year, we thought they might be. They're not. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there. Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft. And you can even play private contests with your friends. And there's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel. And that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long wait. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. This episode is brought to you by Shell. College football is best enjoyed at home. You know, the home that has no rooms because it's a stadium of 70,000 screaming fans. But wherever you are, ESPN and Shell can take your fandom further with savings up to 15 cents per gallon for Fuel Rewards members at Shell. Welcome home, football fans. Terms and conditions apply. See FuelRewards.com slash FuelYourFandom for details. Shell is an official sponsor of ESPN College Football. ESPN, the ESPN logo, and ESPN College Football are registered trademarks of ESPN Incorporated. I wanted to end with this question because I think it's a, a an interesting thought and it's a little premature because, again, if Green Bay beats Minnesota, they're in the mix in the NFC and they're in the mix really still no matter what. But Bill from Boston says, Hey, Peter, love the podcast. If the Packers miss the playoffs, should we play Deshaun Kaiser instead of Rodgers just to enjoy, just to avoid injury risk that could affect next year? Thanks. I mentioned this to my editor at APC, if the Packers, let's say the Packers lose to the Vikings and then the Falcons. Season's pretty much over. 
and and not just pretty much mathematically they'd be pretty close to done but for all intents and purposes it would be clear that this is not a playoff team not only do you play Deshaun Kaiser you sit Devontae Adams I think you let Joe Philbin call plays I mentioned that yesterday on the show uh, I, I just there's there's no reason to subject Aaron Rodgers to those hits plus give Deshaun Kaiser those reps those are important foundational reps, game reps in this offense. Even if the offense is going to change, you'd like to give him some live game reps in a functional NFL offense that he knows versus whatever Hugh Jackson was masquerading as an offense last season. So I, I liked this question because it was something that I had just mentioned. You tank. I mean, you 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 try and get Nick Bosa or Ja'Kai Polite or whatever I mean, and it's not about really the tanking. It's more just about protecting your guys and trying to evaluate what you have. Who is good? Maybe play Josh Jackson. Give him some reps at safety. Just see, because the games don't matter. See if he can play safety. Let's see what Kyler Fackrell has as an inside linebacker. Play Oren Burks a little bit more. Try Oren Burks in that, in that overhang rover role. I mean, there's a lot of different things that they can do to evaluate this team and figure out who is still useful and who is not. No matter what, there's going to be uses for these games, so you're going to have to keep it locked right here. All right, we hope to get Ben for tomorrow. If he's not feeling well, we'll we'll focus a little bit more on the Vikings, who they are right now, and and what they can be on Sunday, what Green Bay is going to have to do to beat them, but make no mistake, they absolutely can beat Minnesota. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Subscribe. It really does help raise our platform. Uh, and you guys have done a great job of amplifying this show because we are the number one NFL show right now on the Locked on Podcast Network. We're still growing. We were one of the biggest growing shows last week. So even on a, on a tough week, Packer fans came out and supported the show, and I appreciate that. So tell a friend, tell your relatives at the dinner table on Thursday. Let them know that it is a much better topic of conversation than a lot of what could come up. Let's talk Packers. What podcasts do you like? What writers do you like? Who do you follow on Twitter? Those are much better topics, much safer topics of conversation. So talk about that. And anytime, tell them to put the, the Locked on Packers fan hotline in their phone. Hit me up, 920 920- 3413775 to let me and everyone else know to stay locked on Packers.